0: Welcome to another episode of The Breakdown. One of the things that we've talked about a little while is we want to not just do the provincial politics stuff, but we also want to get back to kind of our roots where we talk about some of the social issues that you have, uh, that are impacted potentially by the political discussion or by political agents. This is a really important conversation that we're having tonight because unfortunately we're seeing something that has been going on in Calgary without really any problems for well over a decade now being placed under attack by people who are i don't i i have all kinds of words that i could use to describe them but i'm gonna i'm gonna save that perhaps for a little bit later anybody hasn't figured out what i'm talking about yet i'm talking about the reading with royalty that's been going on in calgary for i believe it's 15 years and i'm going to open myself up to correction right now as i welcome our guest today back on the show I learned so much last time we had a conversation. I'm so grateful that you were willing to come back. Shane, on you, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. All right, so let's start with the reading with royalty. i been going on for 15 years. Am
1: I getting that right? Little bit shorter, uh, probably about seven now, and I've been with it since the inception. So since the beginning of it here, there might have been a different program before that, but the specific Reading with Royalty that under that moniker has been about seven years now. Okay. And you've been with it from the beginning. Yep. Have you
0: ever seen anything like what we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks and months?
1: I have not. Honestly, this is the worst it's been in a long, long time. So, yeah, this is all quite new to a lot of the the younger people. Okay. Um, I want to talk more about that.
0: Later on down the road, but before we get into everything, if you can share as much of your story as you're comfortable sharing in regards to um, how you got into reading with royalty, how you got to, to be performing as a drag king,
1: all of those those things, I'd love to give the floor to you. Absolutely. So for me, it was kind of um, I hit 45 and I kind of hit a midlife crisis, and I wanted a change in my life. So. I was doing a bunch of different things and talking to a different bunch of people. And they were saying, you know, well, what do you actually want to do? And I said, I want to get more involved in, in the uh, queer community again, because I had been away from it for so long. Um, so I went to a pride. I saw a few drag performers and I was like, that's what I want to do. So I approached one of them and just asked them and uh, got on a stage shortly after that. I think it was two, three months later, got on a stage and, The rest is history as far as how my drag started, for sure. Now
0: let's... I want to highlight a word that you used there, because you said drag performer. And this kind of gets to part of the the crux of the... uh, If I want to be really generous, I'll say misconceptions. If I want to be really honest, I'll say other words. But I'll go with ignorance for the the middle ground. Uh, Performer is different
1: than not a performer. (laughs) It's true. It is very different. Um, That's not to say that, like, me, myself, I've just started transitioning not that long ago, so I am in the trans community. Um, Whereas in drag, not everybody is trans. It's just people who like to dress up um, with something they they feel that's inside them that they want to portray. Um, that, can be, that can be men dressing up as women, women dressing up as men, women dressing up as women, and men dressing up as men. Um, non-binary people dressing up as anything they want to. Like there's a whole range of it. So, you know, for me, it was that right down the middle, you know, I get to present the side of me that I've always felt was inside at first, which then gave me the comfort to to uh, really realize that, you know, this is who I am. This is this is the way I feel, and that doesn't happen for every drag performer. But it, that's what it was for me. I got to see my authentic self, and and quite frankly, I fell in love with the person that I saw. So you know, it, for me, it was it was a, a love, a love story basically. And and a lot of people feel that way too, whether or not it's because they're trans or not. But they get to be their authentic self on stage, and 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 be the person that they could never be outside, you know?
0: Okay. But to be clear, trans is a different thing than a drag performance. Like I could theoretically, and I'm not gonna lie, I thought about doing it just to make a point, but I didn't know if it was appropriate. Um, I could theoretically put on the wig, put on the makeup, put on the dress, break into song, and I'm a drag performer. That doesn't make me anything other than Nate doing a drag performance. Am I
1: getting that right? Yes you are 100%. That's just Nate doing a drag performance. Yep. Perfect. Okay. So it doesn't even make you gay Nate. It doesn't even make you gay. There is so many straight performers you would be shocked. I know a lot of people, it's true though. A lot of people naturally assume a guy who puts on a dress to to perform is gay. And that's just not the fact. I mean, through history, men have been donning dresses and you know it does not make them gay. So it's all about performance.
0: Shakespeare, when it first started, was nothing but men playing all of the the roles. That's a whole separate conversation. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I wasn't worried.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew you weren't worried. That was more for your performers or for your audience so that they know that, you know, someone who's on stage is not necessarily gay because they're doing drag. So, like, there's a whole world in there, right? So... Yeah.
0: Well, to me, the, the metaphor that I've been really hammering on for the last couple of weeks as all of this this grossness has been unfolding is just because somebody puts on a stormtrooper costume doesn't mean they're a stormtrooper in real life.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: I mean, I, I dressed up as a Jedi once. I never got to use the Force. Nope. <laughs> I'm sure you no. tried, though. I did. Didn't Didn't work out very well for me at all. Things got broken. Um, so... Okay, let's talk about the what are the, the subterms and what do they mean. So by that, what I'm referring to is in our last conversation, uh, I mistakenly used drag queen to encapsulate a whole bunch of things, and you were very generous with how you corrected me. So what's a drag queen? What's a drag king? What's a monarch? Break it all down for us.
1: Yeah, so now there's a lot of different breakdowns. We've started to sort of give them, not categories, but just easier so we can describe it for performing purposes. So drag king would be someone who dresses up as a mask presenting person, um, like I'm doing right now. Uh, A drag queen, same thing. Someone dressing up as a femme presenting person. A monarch or a drag queen thing which i don't know if you've heard that term yet is somebody who yeah a drag thing and there's somebody who's showing either both binary both binary uh, uh sides or neither or very much um theatrical clown-like or dark horror theater so those are the kind of drag thing stuff so there's a whole subsection of stuff now too I'm glad we're having
0: this conversation so I can remain current on my terminology. You yeah. Uh, okay, so there's there's this whole variety of of drag performers. And I think it's also, I want to get into, there is a variety of drag performances as well. So a, you know, I'm going to go, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I'm going to go with a bit of a metaphor here. An actor can assume a boatload of different roles. Harrison Ford can appear as Han Solo, he can appear as a psychiatrist, he can appear as Indiana Jones. Different intensity is in the roles. I'm gonna jump on the Indiana Jones metaphor. There were horror movies that were Indiana Jones movies, there were comedy movies that were Indiana Jones movies, all different types of performances with the same character, the same actor, but the script, if you will, was different. My understanding is that holds true for drag performances, so if you could talk about sort of what delineates different drag performances.
1: For sure, for sure. Um so if you can think of it in the aspect and you're using a, a perfect like thing, genre, movies, you know, movies are are rated <laughs> in certain levels, you know, you got a G level where anybody can go or you got the R level that's for adults only. It is no different in drag. Um we know the performance we're performing like the audience we're performing for and the show is always geared for that audience um for instance some of the shows where all ages are admitted are like 14 16 plus with parents permission you know like because they're a little um on the riskier side just like a kind of a ruPaul uh risky you know like something you'd see on tv whereas there's like adult only or in my case i have um an all ages show that i put on once monthly where all my performers are 19 and under and we have enough sense i don't know what about anybody else is thinking but those shows are geared towards the kids and the songs the performances are geared towards the kids and if you go to one you see nothing but happy people some of the issues that i've i've kind of got about the kids ones is people are saying well they're dressing too provocative and and all that stuff my rule with my kids is if you've seen it on a music video if you'll see it on a sports field, if you'll see it in gymnastics, figure skating, it is okay on my stage. But, of course, the greater outside audience thinks that that's sexualizing children. For me, as a child, anytime that anybody told me I couldn't wear something, betcha I was wearing it, right? So, I am not about to tell somebody that what they're wearing is wrong. I will explain to them, you know, some of the ramifications of the outside world's perception right now but i don't play a lot of on that fear especially with my kids we understand the difference between an adult show and a kids show as much as anybody else does the only people who are sexualizing it are the people that are looking at it and saying that that's sexualized
0: well that's what i was just about to to ask you because going with the music video metaphor if a kid a kid is wearing the same thing that they would see a performer their age wear in a music video and and that's not sexualized um why is it that them singing a song in that same outfit would be sexualized like it it, it it's it's
1: it's got to be both or neither to me yeah to me it's in the eyes of the beholder um Like for for as far as I go, when I see these kids on stage and they're wearing something that Beyonce wore in a music video, they're living their best dream up there. And that that's what they're doing in their mind is living their best dream. The person who's sexualizing it is the person who's saying it's sexualized. And that is it, not them. What sort of uh, on the on the, the spectrum of performances, where does reading with royalty fall? Fall, age-wise, it falls right down to the little, little, itty-bitty babies. Um, we do everything age-appropriate. I don't sing any songs that wouldn't be sung at any other story time. You know, we read books that are age-appropriate. Um, and the books are, are widely available at libraries for now. Let's hope it stays that way. Um, you know, and all that kind of It's nothing that... I'm not telling kids you need to be this way. I'm giving a place for kids to understand maybe their friends or maybe something they're feeling inside. Maybe their parents they might be understanding through these books. There is so many ways that these books are like the safest place to feel love and acceptance and to understand um, the community as a whole, not just the queer community, but your community. Your, Your neighbor could be gay. You don't know, right? And it just... It gives people a place to learn about acceptance. So it is like the, I don't know whether there's a toddler rating, but it can go as low as that, right? Like it is safe for all families. And
0: I would, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would presume that the library doesn't just, you know, open up their doors and say, oh, hey, generic trans person, or it's not trans person, sorry, drag person on the street. Why don't you come in and read some stories? is there a process that performers have to go to to be able to do this?
1: There absolutely is. We actually do a training program. Um, not only that, we are all have our police checks, and they're always current and up to date. So all of us have gone through that, which I can't say some of the protesters could do. But, um, you know, if I can say that. But, oh, um, yeah. yeah, all of us... Yeah, right. All of us have been safety checked, have gone through all the appropriate training. Uh, Most of us have worked with kids in the past. I have my social work, like I worked with youth. That was my field. Um, So, you know, it's just, they're coming from a place, and you said it early, of ignorance and and misinformation, and quite frankly, a lack of of, uh, caring to understand.
0: It's, and that's one of the pieces that's really, it's been fascinating to me watching the coverage of this dumpster fire, um, where there hasn't been any real conversation about the fact that there is a, a process that performers have to go through. And there is a, a, a vetting of sorts and a sorting of sorts to make sure that the the performers aren't putting the children in any sort of, of risk. Which I think, as you pointed out, uh, I'll take it a step farther, I'd be willing to bet that if anybody had any recent assaults or harming animals or stabbings, perhaps they would
1: not be uh, the first person to hit the the reading stage. No, absolutely not. Um, they wouldn't even have a place in, in our little organization if that was the case right now. So it's I, I find it. I'm just going to
0: juxtapose it this way before we move on. Uh, I find it pretty entertaining that uh the the certain pastor and i'm air quoting the hell out of that for our audio audience uh who has been protesting this wouldn't be able to pass the muster to be able to be a performer
1: nope not even not even close (laughs) okay there we go so
0: that says something about priorities and stuff for some folks i'll say um you know, we've seen over the last little while, there were a couple of cancellations for safety concerns, which to me is deeply frustrating, deeply offensive and a very sad reflection of where we are right now. Um, what are the what are your thoughts on on
1: that? OK, so I'll just start by just a little correction. Um, you- we they weren't canceled. They were postponed for safety reasons. Um we will never go away. So, the, for instance, the, the dragon on ice is coming up in April. Um, the one other one that was canceled will be coming up uh, shortly as well. So what we've decided to do is, um, because of all this hate and vitriol, just to prove to them that we're not going anywhere, um, we're gonna flood the area, you know, more. We're gonna put shows everywhere. So if you think we're going anywhere, we're not so that's just kind of where we're at. Um, but as far as it goes, there was a reading with royalty that was was cancelled, the first one that was like cancelled in my seven years, um, and that was simply because the library staff was not set up, it's a small library, to deal with what had just happened the, the previous reading, so we kind of set that off and then brought it back for the Signal Hill where we were much more ready. Uh, had much more safety stuff in plan, uh, set up. So yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. Uh, anytime something gets shuffled or in their eyes canceled, they take it as a win because they, they think that they beat us out on something they haven't. Um, they're just making us stronger. Uh, we're assembling, you know, we've been talking, we've been coming together. Our community has an answer for this and watch, you'll see. And none of it's violent.
0: Oh, no, there's never I, I have not seen any reports of any of the the response. I, I have to say there's a little bit of an irony that just occurred to me there as as you were speaking. it's It's wild that the folks that complain the most about cancel culture are trying to cancel these events. Not saying, just saying.
1: They're trying to cancel us, Nate. It's it's it really has nothing to do with the events. When it comes down to it, it's the same tired trope that they've been using since the 80s. You know, we're we're a too highly sexualized community to be normalized. We are sick, we are this, we are that. We don't deserve a spot. Let's get rid of them. And that's what this is all about. It's first eliminating people of color that are trans, going right down. it, it is trying to eliminate the queer community, is what it is yeah
0: Um, it's great to see the resilience that the community is showing uh, and that you guys are 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 responding by by upping the game as opposed to to walking away um one of the other aspects that i wanted to kind of explore with you a little bit is i find it fascinating that the the same folks that are screaming about parental choice Are the same ones that are trying to say that parents shouldn't be able to bring their kids like my understanding of these events is that it's not that y'all are running out into the library grabbing kids by their collars and dragging them into a room and saying we will reach you that's not what's happening here it's it's parents are choosing to bring their kids because they want their kids to be um, as you put it earlier aware and uh accepting of the greater community what do you make of that dissonance?
1: Well, and it's crazy. It's been crazy. Like we used to do uh, readings right out in like the children's area in the story part. But now because it's not safe for the kids, we've had to move into a room. And another thing that we've had to do is, and, and you know, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Uh, start registering. So it's just like you said, it's not, we don't go out in the library and like, solicit people to come in to our listen to our stories this that goes out as an advertisement and parents decide for themselves and their children if they would like to attend this and it's just like i've said to the protesters don't like it don't come that's i mean i don't go to your church because i don't like it so like i mean come on it's not it's
0: not a hard concept do you think it's fair to say that, that for the protesters who are showing up to these events, it's far less about uh, freedom of choice for everyone.
1: It's about having their choices enforced on everybody else. 100%. It, it's this way is the right way and anything else is the wrong way. And it's, it's really quite archaic and very, if I may say, Gilead, straight out of Handmaid's Tale. Like it's that same path. Right. To if it's not this way, it's not right. Right. And you're going to be punished. What do you want? What do you want people to hear about the reading with royalty events? I just want to hear them to hear that. Don't come if you don't want to come. I've got no problem. If you've got a problem with me, that's okay. You don't have to look at me. Um, The other thing I want them to to hear, those who are accepting and do want to come. It's a family time. It's a great experience. We get to sing, laugh. Stickers, dress up. It is so much fun. And books about love and acceptance. There's nothing other than that. It's a room full of joy, provided somebody doesn't pull the fire alarm in the middle of it.
0: (laughs) Or charge in yelling homophobic and transphobic slurs. I imagine that's probably a little disruptive too. Um, I'm just so angry at that, man. Um, uh, One other thing that I want to sort of get your, your response to is there's a word that has been thrown around a lot in regards to what i mean i look at these events from the outside and i go well it looks like people want to read to kids that's what it looks like is happening here because this is not a a a drag show at like twisted elements or anything like that this is an entirely different this is care bears versus robocop you know what i mean um but there is still a lot not a lot, there are still some people who are throwing around the word grooming. What is your, resp- I, I know, it, two totally different mechanisms, two tot- we've, we've managed to devalue the word and just make it a sensationalistic thing, which is, to me, really problematic because now you're giving cover to the people who actually engage in that sort of long-term behavior. What's your response? Mm-hmm.
1: It's quite ridiculous, considering that the the loudest voices that are yelling that we're groomers are statistically the highest groomers. You know, like I could bring out rates galore, you know, but um, I'm not even going to go there because you know it's just it's ridiculous, is what it is. I there's nothing that I'm doing that's any different than Cinderella sitting there reading a, a, a book about princesses. It's it's no different in any respect, um, I don't know, it, it just, when people say that, it really feels like pro- projection, like, it feels like, you're calling me a groomer, have you been grooming someone lately, like, like, that's what it feels like to me, when anytime somebody does that, because like I say, we're all criminally checked, you know, we, we are, we are monitored, you know, like, we don't just walk in there willy-nilly, so, like, I don't know what they figure what the books are that we're reading, whether those books are indoctrinating or grooming, but they're books about love and acceptance and, and feelings <laughs> like, hello. So it's it's very frustrating to hear those words come out of people's mouth because, like you said, it's really taking away from the people that are actually doing these things, right? And that gives them a cover to hide behind their hate, right? Their hate, they can hide behind that. and And it's a lot of projection, I believe.
0: What are some of the things that like the the reading, the singing, the the all of the things that you just described? What are some of your favorite presentation? Like, what's your favorite thing to do with these
1: things? My favorite thing is, I, well, because a lot of these books that I read will uh, my favorite books will tell kind of my story, you know, of how how I saw things when I was a kid and 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 then come out. To an end. while well, they're still a kid that they get to be themselves, and I didn't. So that's part of my favorite thing is seeing my story play out in the books and sometimes in the rooms. Like I can see a, a person, a, like a young child, look up to their parent, and they're like, you know, that that that's me, right? And and that's the joy of it for me is just seeing them relate to things. Or I know, I know Johnny's parents. That's them, you know, and and I get to see that firsthand and these people are like yeah it's pretty cool you know and I get to see the change in people's minds and especially the parents I love seeing that too seeing the growth in the parents that's huge for me is like I I never thought of it that way or or you know thank you for being visible because I'm I, I might have never known about this stuff that's what I love about it is the the educational part of it and the conversations that I see happen between the children and their parents
0: I want to Talk to you a little bit about it as well. You said at the the beginning that you've started the, the the trans process yourself. Are you okay if we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Perfect. Um, so, I, I imagine like you're you're kind of at the 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 crosshairs of all of it because you do the drag performance. You are in the process of transitioning, so you get like the the bonus level of of, of hate. What? What's your response to all of the people who are making the whole trans issue a thing? Again, like, I, I know this sounds naive and probably incredibly privileged, but I honestly thought that we were past a lot of this. Um, clearly, we're not. I feel like sorry is the only thing to say there. But, like, what, what's, what's your response to some of the, the, the fear and the, the rhetoric that we're seeing that both the drag and the trans community are being targeted by?
1: Well, like I said to you in the past, I don't try and educate people who don't want to be educated. But if you're out there and you're watching this and you are curious of what you can do, learn, educate, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to be wrong and have, you know, like get offended if somebody says, no, that's not right. You know, those are things that we need to start talking about and And I think there's enough people out there that want to know about it. And they need to step up and become allies because right now we need the allies. Um, We're working hard out there and quite frankly, there's not enough allies coming out and we need the extra bodies. You guys still outnumber us, right? So um, at least out in the open, I'm sure there's lots of us that aren't out. And that's why we do this, is to make a safe space for the rest of us. And the way it's going right now, we're going backwards. It's not a safe space um it's it's definitely not for me I am out there my my face is out there it's been on the news and unfortunately the police know me and like everything now and all the stuff I didn't want but this is stuff that I need to do so that my stepchildren and their kids and other kids have a safe place to be themselves right and and the hate is it's real people are like ah you know, you just see it occasionally. No, I get death threats. I've had things happen to my vehicles. You know, there's there's a lot of things going on out there now. The the vitriol is real. People are angry. Um, and there's so much mental health out there that's not being addressed that the anger is directed at at missing misguided places. Um, you know, I, I believe the hate's always been there. I just think that uh The states have have enabled a lot of hate to come to the forefront, unfortunately, with the the past president and, you know, the hateful rhetoric that was going on there. That stuff was always there. It was just really quiet before because we had come to a point in, I think, in civilization where we were in agreement that that wasn't appropriate. Well, they made it appropriate again. So here we are back to the basically the old days, 70s and 80s, fighting the same tired tropes. And, you know, it's tiring. I'm 50 years old and I thought I was done with this, like you said. And here I am fighting for the youth again. I'm not going anywhere. I'm tired, but I'm here. And I, they're going to be sick of me by the time it's done. So, yeah, it's, it's tough.
0: I have a lot of people in my life who are close to me who are part of one of the two communities that you've talked about. Um, and it just makes me so... Uh, sad and angry that this is a conversation that apparently we need to have again and again and again and again when it all boils down to why is it any like to 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 the 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 pastors and the why is it any of your business like if 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 people want to read to kids in costumes that's not a problem that you need to interject yourself into. If, if people want to live authentically and they're not showing up in your house, um, trying to force you to do things or adjust your personal life, that's not your problem. And it's just stunning to me that like, I don't know where these people get this free time to make everybody else's business their personal problems, but it's quite stunning. It is stunning. Stunning and very exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I can only imagine. Like, I'm not going to pretend. Can we talk a little bit about um, this Friday, uh, March 31st, Trans Day of Visibility?
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought you meant today. I was like, what? what? Okay, yeah.
0: No, no, not today. Yeah, we're recording this on, on Friday the 24th. I probably should have been a little bit less with it um but uh what are you what are your thoughts on march 31st trans day availability
1: what's your what are your thoughts what do you want people to hear well it would be great to have people those who who want to show their support to come out to the flag raising and see the ceremony and just be a part of you know celebrating the fact that that we can lift our trans people up and, and show them that we care you know because uh, i can tell you right now as a trans person, our trans community is not feeling it. We do not feel protected. We do not feel safe. Um, even because our not all allies, but because our allies have sort of went quiet. And I, I realize there's a lot of fear um out there. And and I there's lots of different ways if you can't be out there in person to to help out. Like, you know, you can support the the our new collective that's on Instagram, the Queer Collective United, um, is a great way to, you know, support if you can't be there physically. Making signs, you know, different ways. There's lots of different ways. Reach out to a, a performer. We have a, a big town hall where all the performers have gotten together and we're keeping an eye on all this stuff so we know every what's going on with everybody. So you can reach out to one of us and we can tell you how you can get involved. You know, the best way to be any kind of support is to show up. So for the visibility for the trans flag, if we could fill that city hall area, that would be beautiful. And it would show the community just how important and how much love there is for them, despite the few NADA pastors out there.
0: Well, I want to get the specifics on that because that's an important call to action. Uh, the flag raising is this Friday. It is at city hall. What is the time? When should people get there? Give all of this is your, your, your
1: free ad time. You go. So some of the things I would recommend, you know, reach out to your trans friends, tell them you love them. Nextly, I would say come to the flag raising, you know, five to six City Hall. Come check it out. um, Show your support. The more numbers, the better. Let's show the greater community the love that you have for the trans people, um, because I know they could really use that lift right now. So. I'm putting this call out to everybody who who is an ally or a part of the queer community to come out and support your trans brothers, sisters, and non-binary folk. Um,
0: is there anything else that you want people to hear? Are there any other messages that you want to get out there? Um, the the whole the whole kit and caboodle. What's
1: the open floor for you? I'd encourage those that are willing to get out there. You know, learn stuff. You know, be a part of. Um, now is not time to be silent, um, as you all as you all can see, silence is actually leading to a lot more violence. So we need presence. We need people. We need you to get out and vote in the next election. There's so many things you can do to support greater community as a whole. You know, right down from the POC to the queers to women. You know, they're they're everywhere. They're in your life. You know someone. So. Those are things you can do, but I I strongly encourage any of these calls to action you see online, um, the flag raising, pride, come out and show your love and and just be there to support in any way you can. That's what I really encourage.
0: And I I have to ask just because I know that what I want to say, but I I won't. what do you want to say to the... I know that you don't educate people that don't want to be educated. I know that you don't put your your energy into them and I respect the hell out of that. But to anybody who's on the fence or to anybody who's trying to make sense of, oh, but he says he's a pastor. He's got to be a good guy. Um, what would you say to those people?
1: I would say make form your own opinions. Um, go out there, do your own research. Don't listen to one person's story listen to a bunch of stories, have some critical thinking. Um, common sense would be a great thing as well. Uh, Cause a lot of the stuff that they're spewing is just ridiculous towards our community. It, like, it doesn't even jive with anything that makes sense, period. So, you know, I, I, I cur- encourage people to, to learn for themselves. And you know what, if it's still something you don't like, that's okay. You don't have to be a part of it, but let us live our lives free. You talk about freedom. I don't want to take your freedoms away. Why are you trying to take mine? So, that's Um, about it. Yeah, that
0: that being said, are are you or have you ever been a card-carrying member of the WEF? (laughs) No. That's... No, you? (laughs) Uh, You know what? I actually... I did get a free membership to the WAF because I was so curious what everybody was losing their minds over and in order to download their app you have to you have to sign up for their free membership and after spending a couple of hours on that app it was just like this is one of the dumbest things for people to be upset about like oh no i'm getting to read smart articles by smart people for free make it stop. Like, it was just yeah. so, so, so ridiculous. So I, I do have, I think technically a WAF, I haven't been in, in, invited to, to, to Switzerland. Um, so I don't know when that's coming,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: nor, nor have I gotten any of the, the big WAF paychecks that everybody keeps saying the show generates. I haven't gotten those, <laughs> haven't gotten any from the political parties either. I must be doing something wrong. Um, <laughs> Shane, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to to chat today. Um, I want to thank you for your, you know, here's the thing. This is, I just got to say this. And this struck me last time we had this conversation. I think I said it to you as well then. Um, Every conversation that I've had with somebody from the, the, the drag community, the trans community has always been with a person who has experienced, demonstrated a stunning amount of patience and grace and when you juxtapose that with the people who are trying to eliminate the drag community and the trans community I see no patience, I see no grace uh, and so it's really, I always find these conversations just so inspiring um, and I just wanted to,
1: to say thank you for that mm. much thanks to you, thanks for having an open a mind and, and always bringing me back and you know how to get a hold of me anytime
0: I do, and I will be, rest assured. Um, Thank you again. Shane, on you. Thank you very much, Nate. Peace out. Always, if you appreciate the kind of content that we're trying to produce here at The Breakdown, we would love it if you swung by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash thebreakdownab and signed up for a small monthly sponsorship of the work that we're trying to do here. It is because of the support that we receive from our Patreon sponsors that we're able to continually up our game and it is tremendously appreciated. So I wanna throw a big thank you out to them. And you can go ahead, and visit that website and join and support us as well because we need all the help we can get. Thank you so much for your attention. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of these important conversations and we will see you next time on the breakdown.